I just saw a trailer for the Dora movie the other day when we went and saw Aladdin, so that was in my head. Plus, when I'm at work and I'm being dumb, like, we have to say door before we go through the back door in case someone's coming from the other side and they can't see us. So we yell out door. So I'm always like, doot, doot, to Dora, like, <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. We, is that how I start this off every time? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. With me tonight, I have Jordan. Hey. Nicole. What's up? Justin. hey And Emily. Hello. We are a 5th edition's Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. We're coming at you with another episode. Episode 13. Happy 13th Ooh. episode, everyone. Yay, yeah. 13. Ooh. Unlucky. No, it's lucky. No, lucky. I got 13s tattooed all over my body. Like the guy from Memento tattooed <laughs> all over his body. Yeah, I have the guy from Memento tattooed all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> so every time someone... Yeah, so uh, because 13 is generally an unlucky number, what we're going to do is I just decided I'm doing something special. The Village Idiot tonight is going to be the first person who crits themselves. What? Okay. And if no one crits... If, if no one crits themselves, then, you know, I'll name one like normal. But, you know, just... Raise the stakes a little bit for you all. Oh, that's what you mean. The first yeah. person that grew up themselves is the village idiot. Yeah. So we'll see if this is fun and maybe we'll do it again <laughs> later. Maybe maybe Jordan will finally become the village idiot. Maybe. It might be the only way we get him. He's too careful a player. <laughs> yeah. You didn't throw away those shitty dice, did you, Jordan? Oh, I'm looking right at him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So now that Jordan is sweating, speaking of the village <laughs> idiot, Scar, Hi. played by Nicole, yep. was the village idiot last week for imploring Drew to do something. So, Nicole, what happened last week? So, we had just fought a phasing spider and phasing spider babies. So weird. So, we went back to the Thornburn apartment. So that staff could say goodbye to her family. Um, we spent the night. We woke up the next morning and Saf's dad made us all a traditional halfling breakfast. Something about fish and mushrooms covered in stinky cheese that Drew was really excited about. And we said goodbye and headed over to the University of Ultimate Knowledge because... That's where Saf's grandfather taught, and that's where Drew wanted to get knowledge about uh, what's been going on with this amulet and the crazy voices she's been hearing and the, the crazy blackout dream thing she had when she teleported. So we did that. We met a tiefling named Zach who pointed us in the right direction. Then we met a, what was he? A uh, half-orc. Named, named Brandon. And... <laughs> um. He was a doctor, or studying to be a doctor. A med student. A, yeah, he's a med student. and or, or I guess a healing student. 
and we were looking for Milo, Saf's grandfather's colleague, Dorena Ravenridge. And so we talked to her a little about a little bit about Milo and what she knew about his disappearance and where he went and all that stuff. So she got gave us that information. And then since she's a specialist in arcanic mysteries, we asked her about this Drew asked her about this whole pendant amulet, whatever you want to call it, thing that's been going on with her. And so she gave us all this information about how it's what was it called? The script? What it I don't remember. It's a signature amulet. Signature. I knew it started with an S. So she explained all that jazz, but we had to Drew had to leave the room because she's like compelled to touch it. And then we invited Drew back into the room and I convinced her, I persuaded her to see what happens when she touches it, because that's what it's been telling her to do. So in a controlled environment with this professor and all of us there, we she got brought into like a room with like an observation window and she touched the amulet. And I don't know exactly what happened besides what Drew told us, but I guess she blacked out, saw the shepherd, which was like the old God that Idrindon followed. And it told her that he belonged to her now. And then she woke up back in the room. Drew belongs to the shepherd, not the shepherd belongs to Drew. Oh, yeah, yeah. Drew belongs to the, that. She belongs to him. That's what I said, isn't it? No. Anyway. And then when she came back to reality, I guess we're calling it, the amulet had disappeared. She relayed all that information to us, even though the professor's magnet, magnet, magic signature pickup thingies weren't picking up any info to, I guess, for what happened. All of a sudden, something with tentacles, too. I don't remember that part, though. They, like, grabbed her. Tentacles grabbed her. Caressed. They grabbed me gingerly. Yeah. Then her hand started itching, and she realized that the symbol of the pendant was now, like, engraved into the palm of her hand, like, scarred into her hand. And now she's super mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) Rightly so. I get it. Shocking. But that's it. Yeah. So that's about the gist of it. You... All are still in the observation room of the experimentation chamber, and Drew is still in the main chamber. So that's where y'all are. What would you like to do? Aren't we going to the library? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I feel like that's not like exactly what we would be talking about right now. Ah, cool tattoo. Let's go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh... I guess we're done here. Let's go to the library then. Drew's looking around like, are you serious? Like, we're all just going to like walk away right now? (laughs) What is this? What am I doing with this? I don't know. After Reina. (laughs) Does it hurt? Does it hurt? Title of Dorena's sex tape. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, no, it doesn't. It just itches a little bit. No, it's just itchy, but like... That's not my primary concern. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a cleric or a healer, but keep an eye on it and if it gets worse, get it checked out. <laughs> That's the same symbol that was on the, the pendant, Captain Obvious says. Yeah, so I need to research this symbol, and I figured somebody who's a I don't know, a professor for Arcana would know what the symbol means or maybe help me with that part, but I guess I'm on my own here, is that what you're telling me? 
Well, I'm going to have to do some research for sure. I am a professor of arcane mysteries. I am not an expert in every single arcane mystery. Do you mind if I sketch that? We have to go. <laughs> Where's the library? I have research to do, apparently. Well, the, the library of Zargos is across the way. Dope. Peace. She just lets you go. I wave by. She is looking at the instruments and is not looking at you. I'll leave. No one waves by to me. <laughs> one day, someone special will wave by to you, Saf. Yay. So you all are going straight to the library then? Yeah. All right. You exit the university. Go across the street to the library of Zargos. It has a statue of a Pegasus out front. It is a bronze statue, in case you were wondering, of a the legendary Zargos about to take off. You know, wings spread, legs up, jumping, and all that. It's pretty sweet sculpture. It's very large. <laughs> uh, so you go to the library and you are met with a librarian at a counter because that's the only thing I can come up with <laughs> for people who are going to help you. And her name is Tammy. <laughs> yes, it's uh, T-A-M-M-M-I-I-Y, Tammy. Tammy too. Love it. She is a bugbear. Oh, Love it. Oh my God, bugbear. She says in a hushed tone, can I help you? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I kind of go up to the counter and I'm like, would you happen to have any books on Idrindin? We have many books. Who is Idrindin? Okay, I was hoping you would know who that was. Um, he is one of the founding people of Ilar's birth. Oh, so you'll want the histories section. Yes. That's right towards the back there. Okay, second question. Do you know what this symbol is? <laughs> No. Cool. And then I head to the history section. <laughs> Worth a shot. Yeah. So you all head to the histories section. You find it and uh, roll me an investigation. <laughs> 17. Okay. You find a book on the founders of Alari. Uh, would you like to check it out? You're not going to be able to read the whole book here. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, like flip through it. Do I see Idrindin anywhere? Uh, you see Idrindin mentioned in a few footnotes, but in this book, he's not really mentioned a whole lot. Basically, the footnotes are just stating that he um, he passed away shortly after coming to the continent that would become Alari. Okay. Does it say where he came from? In one of the passages, it states that he came from the mountainous regions of Tor. Okay. So there is a town in the northernmost, there, or there was a town in the northernmost region of the Torin Mountains called Helmsfirth. Okay. And that is where Idrindin came from. Okay. Is there a book on the Helmsfirth? Roll me an investigation. 13. I rolled a 17 if that helps. Okay, Scar is able to find a book on Helmsfirth. Here you go, Drew. Dope. I flipped through it. 
Helmsforth, it's a short book on the history of Helmsforth. They don't really have a whole lot on the town itself. It was unfortunately burned to the ground in an orcish raid. Basically, the, the burning of Helmsforth drove a lot of the locals from their home on tour to seek shelter in Alari. Okay, okay. Would there be like a census of some sort of all the people who came over? Yeah, there, there are lists of all of the individuals who came from Helmsforth on the first few vessels, and you find Idrindon's name there. Doe. Okay. Does it mention anything else about him? Like what he did or like, cause you know, the ones at Ellis Island, they had to list their occupation and stuff. Yeah. It lists that he's a cleric. Okay. So it just says Idrindon cleric. That's it. Nothing else. Yep. I mean, it says his age and all that. What was his age? Nathan's like, I hate that you just asked me that question. I could die. <laughs> 47. 47. Okay. What's the average lifespan in Lanamora? Depends on the race. Does it have his race? I believe I said he was a human, but maybe he's a half-elf. I don't remember. <laughs> okay, can you pick one now? And we'll go off that. Uh, Human. Okay, human. If I said half-elf before, I've just retconned it. <laughs> okay. You know what? I'm going to write this down. Oh, good job. Okay, so he's a human who's coming over here. Does it say where exactly he settled in Ilari? Ilar's birth. Ilar's birth? That was the first settlement in Ilari. Okay, it was Ilar's birth. So he came over and then died very quickly after? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I think I'm going down the wrong path here. I think I Drinden himself is kind is, is I think I've exhausted that. Can I are there any books on religion? Can I look up the shepherd? You can try and find something on the shepherd, sure. Okay. Investigation? Yes, please. I'm just trying to make you do in as many rolls as possible to see if you crit yourself. Nineteen. Not today. Not right now. <laughs> yes, you are able to find the shepherd miraculously. In one of the books there, it's titled Old Gods of Tor. Okay, okay. What's it say? It says that in ancient legends, the shepherd was said to basically guide the dead to the afterlife. Mm, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Does it Does it mention any other? gods while the book's open uh it mentions a, a whole pantheon of gods i was like it's called gods of tor i think it mentions a bunch of them. old gods of <laughs> tor yes yeah it mentions a, a great many gods thanks yeah i'm gonna need a list of those okay so that's like all it says is just that he was someone who guided people to the afterlife that's the gist of it yeah okay does it say anything about his followers at all? Is there like a, a cult of the shepherd or what his followers do, how they worship him? No, it doesn't mention any of that. Well, I'm saying, can I find something like that? Like, is there a book on that? Like, Sure. Roll an investigation. Cults of Tor. 
Roll an investigation with advantage, I'll say, because you're in the right section. Okay. That's good, because the second one was a 20. Nice. Okay. You are unable to find a book. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) This is riveting radio, y'all. That's his way of saying, he, that's his way of saying, get out of the library, I guess. Nobody likes library episodes. Come on. <laughs> I want to know more about what's happening. You're not helping. I don't know what else to do here. You're a cleric. Why don't you uh, search deep within yourself and see if you can find some answers? Ask for divine help. What kind of after school bullshit is that? reach within myself and find the answers. How do I do? Is that like a spell I have? What are you talking about? Search your feelings. You know it to be true. (laughs) What do you mean? Do you want me to roll for like insight into myself? Yeah, roll insight. Okay. Remember that you have inspiration too. I'm going to use my psychedelic dice for this stupid thing. So after a few... Minutes, hours, however long of frustration, Drew sets the books down and kind of goes meditative. It's very uh, Raven from Teen Titans, like, (laughs) has her, like, feet up. She just goes away. Um, 18. So what is the question specifically that you're asking yourself? Who is the shepherd? That's what I want to know. Define who. Oh, God. What is it? Like, is it, is this a god? Is it really a god? Is it a spirit? Is it uh, just my hallucination? Is it a demon? What is it? Based on your role, you believe the shepherd is real. It's not a hallucination, but it's not a god. So is it like a demon? Like a spirit? You're not sure? You just know it's not a god. I gave you about as much info as you would be able to glean from your understanding. Okay. I guess let's just move on then. (laughs) Get to level five to unlock more. (laughs) If you want to Venmo me some money, I can uh, unlock the microtransaction that gives you more info. (laughs) <laughs> pay to play D&D. Last question, I promise. Did I see my uh, the symbol that's on my hand in any of these books I looked at? You, you saw some crude drawings that looked similar. None of them were perfect and none of them were identical. Okay, what were they? Were they all kind of the same thing? Were they all like... The, it, it's all along the same vein. Competing with tentacles and a, like an orb. Yeah. No, but I mean like, did it say what it meant? Or was it just these are pictures it was it was just scrawled as an image that was associated with the shepherd okay got it that's it okay we can go do something else now so you all leave the library yeah after a long night of research research (laughs) agamir was thrilled (laughs) i'm definitely not i definitely did not practice my throwing daggers into the side of one of the uh (laughs) You could uh, be juggling with your daggers, though. Get some practice in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Agamir and Scar, you want to do some downtime activities while uh, Drew is researching forever? I want to work out, bruh. I- I'm joking. I'm joking. 
It's not that long. Yeah. Okay. So you all are leaving the library. Mm-hmm. Library. Yeah. What time of day is it now outside? Uh, how long were you all researching? I'd probably be there for at least like four hours. Okay. So if you went there it, straight from the university, it would be around evening time now. I figured you were at the university for quite some time, a few hours maybe, and then spending some time at the library. Yeah, it's it's getting close to supper time. Supper time. So perhaps we should start to head towards fe- fellows and grab a meal in a tavern and stay the night somewhere there. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the best option. Yeah, get as far as we can on our journey and then stop at a tavern. Yes, agreed. Sweet. So you're trying to get as far through in Tepe as possible. You all are still pretty close to the the highest level of Intepa, and it winds down in a serpentine path. So, by the time that you all feel like you should stop for the night, you have made it to the lowest level of Intepa. It is still higher than the highest level of Fellows. However, you are now in more of the more well-traveled areas of Intepa, and you find a tavern as you all are entering, Agamir, roll me a dexterity saving throw, please. Mm. All right. He's just going to make us do random ass rolls to see if we crit. Can I use my app instead of rolling the die? Oh, Justin does. But the dice rolling is so much better for the audio. But Justin uses an app. <laughs> Let me see. Hoo-hoo. A three. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Plus uh, my dexterity, he said saving throw? Yes. So, seven. As you're going into the tavern, you run into a goblin coming out of the tavern. Oh. Hey, watch where you're going. Sorry, guy. No, meant no offense. I mean, it's all right. Just, you know, if you, you just throw me a copper or two, I uh, won't let anyone know. I'm going to roll an intimidation. I rolled an 11. Okay, so you're trying to intimidate him to run away? Basically just like, and if you continue going on, I'll pretend that you didn't ask me for money. Hey, hey, I meant no offense. I'm just trying to be friendly. Mm -hmm. Have a good night. (laughs) Yeah, Agamir ain't giving anybody no gold. (laughs) And what's your passive perception, Agamir? It's a 12. Okay. So you are now inside the tavern. This tavern is called... The Friendly Beaver. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) What? (laughs) I don't know. I just literally just popped in my head for some reason. So the name of the tavern is the Elk's Head Inn. All right. So what would y'all like to do? Well, why did you have Agamir roll that or ask him for his passive perception? Oh, no reason. So, all right, we walk into the tavern. Um, I would immediately, I um, walk up to the, to the bar and greet the bartender. Evening. What do you have? Drinks, yes. I'll take an ale, please. And, uh. A steak or some, some kind of food. <laughs> All right, Ego. Um, that'll be five copper. He gives you a plate of 
meat and potatoes and an ale. Right. I pass the copper along. Will you be needing a room? Yes, my companions and I will need a room for the night. Room will be two silver. We can all split that. I got this one. <laughs> I'll take it. Two silver. And two fire waters, please. All right, I'll be another silver. And you all are having a great evening at the Elk's Head Inn. It's a, a, a pretty nice establishment. They've got tasteful music happening. It's live, but it's not body. It's not a hurdy-gurdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that you all would like to do here in the inn prior to going to bed? Is Emily going to kill another bard? <laughs> Allegedly. I'll allow this. I'm not trying to hit the bar. I'm just really going to bed. Yeah, same. Not a lot happened today. Okay. Yeah, I'll turn in. Sleepy. Okay. As Agamir is getting himself ready for bed, undressing or whatever, he notices there is a slip of parchment in his, one of his pouches or pockets. Hmm. Okay, I open it. It says, meet me in the alley after dark. I have a business proposition for you. Back alley business. <laughs> Title of your sex tape. <laughs> after reading that, I'm kind of like, huh. Are we all kind of in the same room? Yes. One big bed. <laughs> One big bed. We're all just hanging out. Well, I uh, stop undressing and I redon my armor, <laughs> re-equip. I'm like, well, um, I'm going to, like, I, I just, I show the letter to everyone, basically. And I'm like, does someone want to spot me? I'm going to go see what this is all about. Do you need a friend? That was a really intense question. You've got a friend in me. I'll, I'll come with you if you need a friend. All right, Scar, yeah, if you could... If you could come with me, just kind of lay low. Agamir's like, well, hold on. I need an escort. <laughs> like, I need a bodyguard. <laughs> Not a friend. <laughs> it helps to have a it helps to have a cop. I feel like I should probably take off my copper mantle just so I don't spook them. Right, Nate? Uh, I'm not telling you what to do. No, but can I do that? I can remove it, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to do that before we go. It's not like they, like, stitch it into your body. I don't... Listen. <laughs> okay. So, I walk out of the tavern and, and walk into... And go check out the back guy in. Now, and Scar and I would both have dark vision, so... Yes, we do. I made sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> I made sure that I had dark vision this time around, because during the prequel, I made a big mistake in going into something without dark vision. Okay. Uh, how far away are you following him? I'm right on his tail. Okay. You see the goblin that you bumped into earlier. Knew it. Hey, I uh, didn't think that you would come after our little uh, disagreement. Glad to see you. Sure. I, uh, it's, I don't usually have uh, things slipped into my pockets without noticing, so I'm, my interest is... And my interest peaked. Yeah, yeah, and you brought your cop friend with you, too. Oh, perfect. Who says I'm a cop? I saw you walking into the inn. Maybe that's just a disguise. Roll a deception for me, please. Gladly. 
I'm not going to crit myself. I'm not going to crit myself. I'm not going to crit myself. 14. Yeah, I don't think that is a disguise. You know, I've been, uh, I've been following you all for quite some time. You know how hard it is to get good Philly cheesesteak in this town? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to tail someone from Ilar's birth all the way to Intepa? Well, why exactly have you been tailing us? And how is it that I'm a cop and I didn't notice that shit? <laughs> well, I don't think I have to tell my, uh, tell you my intentions. I have a business proposition for the half-orc here, not for the cop. Can I grab him? What? <laughs> and pin him up against the wall? I kind of, I kind of, like, I put my hand on, against, uh, like, on your, your chest, and I'm like, hey, hey, that, it's, let's see what he has to say. Fine. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Agamir, isn't it, right? That's right. Have you seen my posters? I have. You're a very desired uh, navigator, I hear. I am flattered. Thank you. Um, I uh, also hear you might have come into uh, acquisition of uh, something of some value, let's say. Perhaps. What have you heard? Uh, well, I heard that there's maybe a, a gem or two loose. Uh, roaming around the streets looking for a home. If that's true, then you've heard right. I've been... came into possession of these gems not too long ago. What's it to you? Well, uh, one of my associates, um... may be wanting to purchase these. And, uh, if you are willing to sell, I can give you a, a, a nice sum for them. Who's your associate? That's... not important. That's a 19 to intimidation. Who's your associate? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up there, cop. There's no need to get uh, hasty with the, the, the muscles and the punching. I'm not punching. <laughs> uh, my associate is someone who, um, they work out of the barony of Talaria. Hmm. Mm. At the Harbor Coast, we kind of tried to steer clear of business with the Anything in the barony, but what's, um, I'm curious to hear what the sum is that you're offering for these gems. Well, if, uh, the little birdies that gave me my info are correct, and that these are fairly sizable gems, uh, we would be prepared to give you, uh, 250 apiece for them. Whoa. That was out of character. <laughs> okay. <laughs> To 50 apiece. Don't let them see your poker face. Yeah, no. <laughs> Interesting. All right. I'm I'm listening. When um, is this money that you would have on you now, or would, is this something we'd have to do later? Uh, you got a bank nearby? You don't happen to have the, uh, the gems on you now, do you? Maybe if you've got the gems, I've got the gold. Show me the gold first. I kind of, can I roll a perception just to see, like, around the alley to see I think it, it would, is. I think it would be insight. 16 oh. to, I make sure. to, sorry, I was just making sure I said 16 to intimidation for giving the gold first. Well, you're a third party. Why not get the gold and the gems and then exchange it once you know they're, they're all there? 
That's what I'm saying. I want to make sure I see the gold before I let him hand over any jewels. That's why he asked me here. I'm protecting him. <laughs> I don't trust people from the barony of Tulare. That's where the black market is. Mm-hmm. I, I rolled attention. a 10 for perception. She's a cop. She's profiling. <laughs> uh, you don't see anything out of the ordinary in the alley. Okay. Nicole, you should roll a perception too. I'm not just I'm not just a cop though. I'm also a kid from the streets who, you know, trained all over Ilari. This is a story all about how my life got flipped turned upside down. Okay. Nat twenty. Bam. Okay, you notice that up in the windows you can see that one or two individuals are watching you. They seem to be rather large. You can't get a good glimpse at them, but you can tell that you're being watched. Maybe you should roll an insight to see if he actually has the gems. Hey, you're not here, Drew. I have the gems. No, sorry. Actually has the gold. Sorry. I did. I I rolled a 16 to intimidation for him to show me the gold. No, it said insight. No, but I don't need to insight it. I need to intimidate him into showing it to me. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to Agamir. Agamir can't intimidate anybody. Oh, that's true. That's mean. <laughs> it's literally my highest skill. That's what intimidation's mine. Uh, <laughs> I'm the brute of this party. <laughs> so what do you say to this goblin to try and get him to show you the gold? We don't make any exchanges until I make sure that you've got the gold. Okay, okay. That's, you know what, that's fair. Let's, you both are out here in the open. Let's, let's make this right, Okay. He uh, whistles, and um, a minute or two later, two rather large humanoid figures in full plate armor come out from the building, and one of them is carrying a bag. I want to fight them so bad. (laughs) The large figure hands the bag to the goblin. The goblin says, here's the gold. Just because it's... Just because it's a bag, do I know that it's a bag of gold? Do you, Would you like to look inside it? Open it up a little bit. He uh, opens it up and you see the familiar glimmer of gold. Is it 500 gold? Sit on the ground and just count it. Agamir kind of looks at the bag, looks at the guys, looks back at the goblin and said, you know, I've been um, awfully rude. I don't think I ever got your name. Oh, uh, yeah. Th- 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 thank you. Thank you for asking. Um, my-, my name is Reg. Reg. I extend my hand and I say, it's a pleasure to meet you. And frankly, I think we have a deal. The pleasure's all mine. Thank you. He hands over the bag of gold. Uh, the gems, if you please. Hand the bag to me first. Yeah, like I, I kind of... If they handed it to me, yeah, like I, I motioned to Scar, and then I definitely pull out both of the gems and, and hand them directly to the goblin. And I'm standing back behind him, but just like over his shoulder-ish. Okay. Uh, he takes the gems from you and says, It was a pleasure doing business with you, Agamir. I hope we may uh, meet again in the future. Absolutely. I, uh, if I, if I would be so fortunate, I'd hopefully next time, not in such circumstances, I do apologize about my sour mood. We've had a, we've had a strange day. That's quite all right. I never apologize for my mood. Were you saying that in character? Yes. 
Okay. Well, it's probably because you never do anything wrong, Scar. <laughs> you flatter me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you both have a lovely evening. Mm-hmm. We slowly back out. Yeah, he, he turns his back and walks down the alley. The two figures in the full plate armor look at you for a second and then turn and follow Reg. Well, I'm going to look at Agamir and say, well, I know that whenever we go anywhere now, I'm going to be looking real hard for that dude. <laughs> yeah, he's on the right. He's on our radar now. I wish I was able to find out why he was telling us and if that's the end of it. I mean, I haven't exactly been secretive about trying to find someone to get these gems offloaded to. That's fair, but I mean, I'm wondering if that's his only reason. Time will tell, I suppose, but thanks for having my back. Anytime, dude. Let's head back. <laughs> so, yeah, you are 500 gold richer. Oh, yeah, I give that back to him, by the Woo-hoo! way. <laughs> All right. Ooh, almost doubled your gold. Wow. Justice has got to update the tally. Hell yeah. Wait, is it really 500 gold? I'm just making sure. Because, like, you know how some people, like, hand off money in, like, a stack of bills or whatever, and then, like, you could hide it with a couple of 20s on top and it'd just be a bunch of ones instead of all 20s, you know what I mean? Like, could the rest of the bag be marbles with some gold on top? You get the gold back up to the room and everything is copacetic. Nice. So, plus 500 gold, minus 5 copper. (laughs) perfect yes profitable night (laughs) yeah i'd say very much so still really wish i knew why that guy was following us if it was just for the gems or not who knows the new vigor and a grin on his on my face i get in a bed and fall asleep (laughs) oh i was literally just about to say hey let's celebrate i'll buy you a drink but never mind (laughs) you'll buy him a drink he just got 500 gold (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't want to take his gold because that's for his ship. So yeah, you all go to bed, wake up the next morning, and you're back on the road. On the road again. Right. I just can't wait to get on the road again. I almost did it. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> Is there anything that you all would like to do in Intepa while you are still in Intepa? Tavern in 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 Intepa. <laughs> No, I, I think we've we've visited the university, the apartment, the library, and in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did battle. <laughs> All in two days. We made a shady back alley <laughs> transaction. Yeah, super shady. Hey, a rogue's got to do what a rogue's got to do. I've been looking for a buyer for weeks. You know, I could have been a total dick and started a fight with those three so we could keep the gold and the gems, but... I'm really glad you didn't, because... I'm really glad you didn't, too. Why is it? Because I did not stat those guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, nothing else in Intepa then, huh? Nah, I just want to get on the road, get to my job. They said be here ASAP. <laughs> okay, so you are now going through Fellows. You leave the grand entrance to Intepa. You don't need to go through the checkpoint, because the checkpoint's only to get in, not to get out. Which is fortunate, you pass the Courier's Assembly Harbor, which is quite a large harbor, circular-shaped, and you go along the Courier's Way, and you're going all the way up to the main avenue to find your tavern. It takes you, unless you all want to do any shopping or anything, 
it takes you two days to get to the tavern. Did I tell you the name of the tavern you're going to? I think you did, but I didn't write it down. So does that mean this is the fourth day in a 10-day? Yes. Okay. And about what time do we reach this in during the day? Around midday, afternoon. Okay. So I guess I have enough time to like report to my whatever they are. Yes, you would have enough time to report to your confidant. So in your paper, in your transfer, you are going to the 12th precinct of fellows. So in an encoded cipher that was given to you as part of your documentation from Tasvig Dubey, there is also the name of your contact outside of the precinct. Okay. I was wondering about that. I was going to say, should I send a message through the stone that I've been, I've reached my destination and, and we're starting the investigation? Yeah. So you, your orders are to meet up with your contact. Okay. Do I just go? No, it's, it's all of you because you're all part of the... I was going to say, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your contact's name is Ord. O-R-D. Ord. Ord. Okay. Don't hurt yourself on the naming process. <laughs> FantasyNameGenerator.com. Thanks, Emily. Different Emily. Different Emily. So yeah, you are now at the, the tavern that you are supposed to be at, where you're going to be put up for the time of the investigation into this golden mantle. And you have to check in with the precinct, and you have to check in with Ord. Word. So I feel like I should check in with Ord first before I go to my actual precinct. Okay. So we all go check in with Ord. And the the tavern that you're in is called the Innocent Moon Tavern. Oh, I like that. Is it a franchise? Like, is the next one called the Naughty Moon? <laughs> uh, no, this is a standalone. All right, let's go stash our stuff at the Innocent Moon and go meet Ord. Okay. So actually, you're going to be meeting Ord in the Innocent Moon Tavern. Oh, fun. Okay. Wait, is that wise? Do we really want people seeing us talking to each other? Well, that's what your orders are. Fine. That seems dumb. It's just for the initial contact. Sure. So you all can talk about those details. So you don't know what Ord looks like. Is he got a, like a, uh, is he wearing like a red flower on his lapel? Like in those like blind date bullshits. Like meet me here and I'll be wearing a red flower. <laughs> we probably just have to wait for him to recognize the uh, golden, golden flecked skinned tiefling. Golden is Emily. As Drew, I'm Sunset. Sunset. Yeah, I'm like, I look like a uh, like a sex on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Get hammered with this sex on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, so. Yeah, I guess we should just sit. I'm sure he knows who he's looking for. Not many groups with a tiefling, an eldrin, a halfling, and a half-orc. <laughs> yeah. So a tiefling, a half-orc, uh... You know, then a halfling walk into a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for a contact. So you sit in the bar and you're having a, a nice drink, a good meal. After probably about two hours after you get there, you've settled in. You've had a few drinks and you, you hear from behind you, you're about a day later than I was expecting. Oh, Ord. Hi. Scar. <laughs> yeah. It's a pleasure to meet you. You turn around and it is a massive bugbear. Oh, I love bugbears. 
I didn't say that in character. You're a bugbear. I love bugbears. He has Rick Astley syndrome. It doesn't look like the voice should be coming out of this body. Oh my God. I, I That's hilarious. <laughs> so he's the most ragged, rough, don't want to mess with me bugbear you've ever seen. Love it. Is he to a copper mantle? He is not wearing a copper mantle. He is wearing a cloak, and it looks like he's wearing chainmail armor underneath. Uh, yeah, sorry about the daily thing. We actually ended up running into a uh, couple spiders up in Entepa. I heard there was a disturbance up there. Yeah, it uh, was dicey. It's, it's good that you all were were there to keep it under control. I've heard you're... You all are quite capable. Yeah. So you must be Safina, and you must be Drew and Agamir. A pleasure to meet you. My name is Ord. I wave. He waves at you. <gasps> he waved back. Oh. Someone waved back. <laughs> Yay. He waves and smiles. He's got a scar that goes through his eye down his lip. And kind of goes down into his chest as well. That's like me, except mine just goes through my eye. And he, when he smiles, you can see it lifts up his teeth a little bit. So you can see his snarling grin underneath. So, um, I guess we should get down to business. My thoughts exactly. Uh, should we go to one of the back rooms? Agreed. Barkeep, we'll take one of the back rooms. He waves at Orden. You all are ushered back. One of the uh, servers takes you back there and gets you all drinks, a round of drinks and a couple of bottles of wine. Really quick, before we do that, can I make a perception check to see if that little goblin douche is following us? <clears throat> sure. That's uh, 14 plus. 14. Uh, you do not see the goblin. I hope that's true. So you all sit down. Take a little bit of sip of your drinks. Generally exchange some pleasantries. And then Ord goes, So, you're going to be investigating Sokoba. That's correct. Do you have a plan of how to get close? Um, I mean, I've been a dedicated Copper Mantle for quite a long time now. And I know she's been a dedicated Golden Mantle for quite a long time now. So I know she appreciates someone that's good at their job. I figure if I prove myself really quickly, which I know I'm capable of, that'll at least pique her interest. Other than that, I'm not really exactly sure how I would get close to her. Do you know her at all? Like, do you have any, you know, insight as to what you think I should do? Uh, personally, I've only met Sokoba in passing. I am one of Consul Duvet's honor guard. Okay. Actually, the the commander of his honor guard. Okay. So I don't interact much with the the golden mantles. Uh, I know of them, but they have their own posse. <laughs> so I'm sure that some of the copper mantles in the precinct would probably know more. We've had you transferred here to the 12th precinct because this is the precinct that Sokoba has been using as her headquarters. That's perfect. So it's going to be important. She has a lot of coppers that are loyal. Some maybe not so much, like in any precinct. 
So how are we going to get close? Are we going to join her honor guard? Is that what you're saying? Or You guys can't get close to her. Does she need handmaidens? And I raise my hand. What the hell? <laughs> She's not a fucking duchess. <laughs> Golden mantles are like royalty, right? No. The gold mantles are the, they're basically like the sheriffs of the coppers. They're like the the highest level. Of copper mantles. Where have you been? (laughs) No, yeah. Not royalty. Well, they're not living in like, they're not living in like uh, poor condition fellows taverns. They could still have a home with like servants. They have their own guard. For God's sakes. No, Tazvik has his own guard because he is a Chamber of Twelve member. Sokova, he just said Sokova has a honor guard. No, he said he was Tazvik's honor guard. Nate? Yes. Ord is Ord is the commander of Consul Duve's honor guard. Yeah. The Golden Mantles themselves would not have honor guards. They would have Copper Mantles who are close to them, close to their inner circle, but they wouldn't have a, you know, an honor guard, so to speak. So I'm guessing that there's a few ways that we could go about this. There is me joining, you know, being a copper mantle and impressing her right away. You know, she's a she's a deep elf, right? Uh, yes, she is. And, you know, she's she's shrewd and she's no nonsense and she probably just likes getting down to business and she's been doing this a long time. Just like I am, maybe I have a little bit of a reputation already from my other district. That's why she accepted the transfer. Kind of thing. I don't know how that works, but... Well, that's part of the reason we transferred you here as well. Yeah, so myself and Agamir can impress Sokova with... Is it Sokoba or Sokova? Really fast. Sokoba. C-I-C-O-B-A. There's no real restriction on the on, uh, Drew or, or Seth also applying to be to work as mercenaries. So, but so here's, here was like my game plan in my head out of character. I figured at the very least, I didn't know that the mercenary thing was going to be an option, which is great. So like at the very least, like I would be able to do most of the copper mantle heavy lifting stuff, like getting close to her in that sense. And like being able to question other copper mantles and, you know, getting information on her through the actual copper mantle side of it. And then now you can help me with that. And then I figured... Maybe Drew and Safina, not that I want to split the party all the time, but I'm saying like they would be able to get some sort of information outside, like gauge the gauge people's opinions and reactions and try to pick up some like information outside of the copper mental sphere, like maybe some of the shadier aspects or like even with Safina, you know, I thought her family was like rich and well known, so she could name drop maybe, or I don't know. And this one's a magic user. Drew's a magic user, so that would be splitting the party. I mean, not necessarily to like. We wouldn't have to necessarily like take off our headphones and do completely separate things. We could. I don't know how Nate would want to do it. I don't freaking know. There was no way that we can all be in a, in the copper mantle situation together. You said, or Nate said that this district of fellows, or this, yeah, this district of fellows was having the most problems. So you all want to be mercenaries? Yeah, just we'll make ourselves invaluable as mercenaries, and then they'll let us into the fold. 
but we won't have the copper mantles, so if we want to, we can go uh, on the DL to get some info. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's going to seem really shady if all four of us are working with the copper mantles. I don't know. It just seems shady, but whatever. Well, Ord, what do you suggest? Well, if it were me, I'd try to get on the all on the same assignment so that we can see the same... We can get multiple points of view on the same happening, let's say. So what Saf might see, being a, a long-ranged individual, let's say, uh, she would be able to see something that Scar wouldn't, being in the thick of things. So it's possible that... The best case scenario would be that you all get hired on as mercenaries and Scar is your commander. Uh, Working on specific goals and maybe working with other coppers and getting info on Sokoba. Okay. That makes sense. Because we can't act as... as, We can't act independently since we're technically third party. We have to report to someone, so... Sounds good. Yeah. Do you have any other information for us, Ord? Um, at this point, I don't, but we have the Sending Stone, so we can get in contact with you mm-hmm. in the event that something changes. And uh, just remember to report back. You got it. All right. So who wants another drink? Raise his hand. <laughs> yup. I uh, chug the rest of my ale and slam it down. I'm like, I. This one's on the console. <laughs> uh, so he orders another round of drinks. You all drink and are merry, and you all order food and get all that stuff all on the console's dime. Because the Honor Guard, the commander of the Honor Guard is there. Lord. So, is there anything else that you all would like to do with that information? Are there any more questions you have? I think I'm good. I think the next thing I need to do is uh, go check in with the actual precinct, and then these guys can apply to be mercenaries. That sounds good. Uh, That also sounds like a good place to end the episode tonight. All right. Moving stuff along. Yeah. We are about to start our this crazy assignment. So after, what is this, two or three episodes since you all left Ilar's birth. Now you're finally in the District of Fellows to do the mission that you are set out to do. Yeah. Investigate Sokoba. See if she's the golden mandal that is conspiring against Tasvig Duvet. So, thank you all so much for listening. Unfortunately, we didn't have anyone crit themselves. Nope. So, the village idiot this week is going to be Agamir. For what? Why? Okay. For bringing the copper mantle as his second. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. Uh, it, it, I w- it's good that he brought a second. It was a gamble. The risk I took was calculated, and man, am I bad at math. I know. It's just like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, if I bring Scar, it's like, she's the best in melee range, maybe. I'm the toughest. But you're unpredictable. <laughs> well, I think it was just the fact that I'm a cop, really. that's That was the big problem. Just bringing you into shadier and shadier things. Yeah.
Well, no, not not only that, but like risking the deal falling through because you brought a cop to a shady back alley deal. Yes. Are you a cop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the first time that Jordan has been village idiot. Yes. Oh, man. Welcome to the club. On social media. Where can they find us, Nicole? They can find us on Twitter at Village Idiot Pod. And personally, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at JRoma20. I'm at Neurotic Good. I'm at Village Idiots DM. And I am nowhere to be found. I figment of your imagination. He's living in the back alley. <laughs> yep. Back alley does not have a Wi-Fi connection to the tavern. <laughs> Yeah, and we also have a website. You can find us at uh, on the website. It's called villageidiotspodcast.com. There's lots of fun stuff on there. Go check it out, especially the link to our Patreon. Want to hear more from your favorite idiots? You're in luck because we have officially launched our Patreon. For just a couple bucks a month, you'll have exclusive access to some DM insights with Nathan, What's What with Dilly and Dally, and even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of Lanamora. If that's too much of a commitment for you, we'd love if you could leave us a quick review on iTunes. We thrive on your praise. Uh, yeah, thanks so much again, everyone, for listening. I hope you tune in next week when we find out what this crew is going to do in the precinct of the Golden Mantle, the first one under investigation. So, until next time, bye. 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 bye.